0: Well, you guys are going to be blessed this morning. We have an incredible message. Um, how many guys loved Aaron Stearns last week uh, from the uh, ARC conference? I, I think that was a powerful word. Well, you guys get another video from ARC conference. Um, this is actually a sermon that was, I think, on the same exact day. And you're going to be blessed by Wendy Perez. And if you don't know who Wendy Perez is, she is the wife of Benny Perez, um, who is the pastor of Church LV in Las Vegas has an incredible church. Benny, I've heard him speak uh, many times. He's a powerful, powerful speaker. Uh, But if you don't know Wendy, Wendy is also the sister, if you guys know and read books and and know some pastors around the world. Uh, Wendy is the sister of Judah Smith. Anybody know Judah Smith? Okay, two people. Great. Because that means a lot to you. Okay, great. And so Judah Smith is a pastor and an author in his own right. But Wendy, I just want to say that I just want to give you a background because Wendy just loves Jesus. She just exudes this love for Jesus, and you're gonna see it in its parent. She's a she's a powerhouse in her own right, and so you're gonna be very very blessed. But I want to encourage you to do one thing. She's gonna challenge you guys, and there's gonna be times when there's gonna be a time when she's like, you know what? She's gonna kind of challenge someone to raise her hand if this applies to you, if you want this. And I want to encourage you when she does that. If you think, man, I, I want that. Can you raise your hand? Can you respond to her challenge just like as if she was um, speaking live to you guys? Because I believe this, even though this is probably preached maybe three weeks ago, God wants to do something now, amen? And he wants to do something now in your heart. And so you're gonna be awesome, uh, awesomely, is that a word, awesomely? Uh, Incredibly blessed. And so check out Wendy Perez, go for it.
1: All right, grab your Bibles, grab your Bibles. You got them, you got them. Maybe they're glowing. Open up to Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10. I am going to be reading out of the Passion Translation today, so don't tune me out, all Bible snobs in this place, okay? My cousin already gives me enough grief about it, Um, but all right, open up to Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10. I think it'll be on the screens behind me. Great, great story that we'll be talking about today. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their journey, they came to a village where a woman welcomed Jesus into her home. Her name was Martha. She had a sister named Mary. Mary sat down attentively before the Master, absorbing every revelation he shared. But Martha became exasperated by finishing the numerous household chores in preparation for her guest. So she interrupted. Jesus, This has got to be like a first in Jesus' life. She interrupted Jesus said, Lord, don't you think it's unfair that my sister left me to do all the work by myself? Stop. This is like ancient times, okay? Like the sister is right there. This isn't passive-aggressive. This is aggressive-aggressive. <laughs> you should tell her going to interrupt Jesus. Now she's going to boss him around. She's literally telling the son of God what to do. You got to love this woman. You should tell her to get up and help me. The Lord answered her, Martha, my beloved Martha. He loved her so much. Closest female relationships that Jesus had besides his family. Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled, pulled away by all these many distractions? Are they really that important? Mary has discovered the one thing. Say one thing. Say it one more time, say one thing. Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She is undistracted, and I won't take this privilege or this access away from her. My husband is a type A and I am a creative. Can I get a shout for all the creatives? Love you. You know we make it fun. We we would be poor if we ruled the world. Thank God for the Type A's. Right? They make the money so we can spend it. Super super grateful. I'm not a particularly organized person you know but he'll tell me things i'll forget them and uh one day he told me that we were having an appraisal at the end of the week but sure enough the morning came for the appraisal i was not prepared totally unprepared i'm not the tidiest of persons anyway i wouldn't exactly call myself a dirty individual but i'm just very unorganized like Marie Kondo could probably come live at the house for a year I mean, it, w- it might take her that long to get it you know, organized, so I am like a whirlwind of activity running through my house, stuffing things into cabinets, trying to get ready, because I'm also a perfectionist, so I want it to look perfect. People think that perfectionists always do everything perfect, but that's not true. Perfectionists don't do anything unless they can do it perfect, so there's a whole lot of things I don't do. So here I am running like a maniac through my house, you know, stuffing things here and there and just, you know, totally feeling frustrated. I get it all done, the guy comes over, he takes pictures, we get through it. The kids are out of the house, everything's peaceful and quiet. I'm sitting in a chair I never sit in cuz normally it has dry cleaning and various items of clothing and the the pillows that you're supposed to put on the bed when you make it. You don't actually sleep on those pillows. They're just the decorative ones, but they never quite make it off this particular chair. So I'm sitting in this chair and I'm looking around and my house is beautiful and it's peaceful and it's amazing. I'm having these, all these great feelings. And My husband walks in the room and I go, why can't we live like this? <laughs> and he says, Wendy, I gave up living like this a long time ago. <laughs> My kids, who I have kicked out of the house at this time, and my dog come home, right? And even though they just ate, they they feel the need that they have to eat some more and mess up the kitchen. And then Max, the dog, gets the chew toys out, and all of a sudden, this beautiful oasis, this peacefulness, this fulfillment, this joy, everything that I was feeling is completely shattered, and it's gone. And I realized in that moment that if my fulfillment or my joy or my peace was tied to organizational skills, which aren't bad, dear God, thank you for those of you that are organized. You could minister to me and come to my house. Grateful for you. Grateful for those of you that help us prioritize our life. So thankful for, from self-help book to the leadership books to all of these things. But unfortunately, the fulfillment is never in the doing. The fulfillment can only be found in the being. I love this story. Really, this story is a snapshot of the gospel. If you want to like take one Instagram post and say, this is what the gospel is. That's what, this is what Luke is writing about. And he's using some of Jesus' closest women that he loves with all of his heart And we see this story, Jesus is coming in to the house and Martha is running around like a crazy person, like I was on that day, trying to do all of these things, going up, interrupting Jesus, bossing Jesus around. Hey, Jesus, tell my sister to get up and to help me. And Jesus just turns to her. With so much love in his eyes. You know, we can never separate Jesus' love for humanity or superimpose a tone that he didn't use. He loved her so much. He looked at her, he's beckoning her to come. You see, nowhere in this story does anyone ever ask Martha to do what she's doing. So she's running around because of some kind of expectation, whether in her spirit, whether it's an internal expectation, whether it's like like she's trying to prove something wrong. Somebody said something about who she is and what she should do. So she feels this internal expectation, whether it's an external expectation. Like I got a one-up myself. I'm telling you, if we want to burn out in ministry, make it all about our preaching. Because if we make it all about it, if we rise and fall on the affirmation of the people in regards to our communication gift, I'm telling you, you want to deal with anxiety. There you go. So we don't know if it was like an An external thing where it was like just trying to please people, just trying to get it done. Maybe it was a cultural expectation that she was giving into. It would have been extremely acceptable for a woman in this day to do what she's doing. Whereas Mary, Mary's in the posture of a student, of a disciple, would have been unheard of for a woman of this day to be accounted for among the students and the disciples of Jesus, but this is where we find her sister and I just speak to all of us. Sometimes we can hide behind the cultural and social expectations of where we live instead of stepping out and being the unique individual that God created us to be. Martha. My beloved Martha, why are you pulled away? Why are you distracted by all these many things? Mary has chosen this one thing most important. You know, I think that we should pay attention when out of the mouth of our Lord Jesus, he says, this one is most important. This one thing is most important. This one thing is most important. And what is he talking about? What is the one thing that he is talking about? Is it just absorbing more learning or more understanding? No, it's just being with him. Are youth pastor? She told an incredible story, her and her husband. They had just newly been married and her uh, brother-in-law is on an NBA team. And so soon after they got married, they took a trip to go to the stadium to see her brother-in-law play. And they got invited into the family suite of the stadium. And in the family suite, I mean, they had they had just this spread of beautiful food. You know, everything's organic and fresh pressed juices and, you know, nothing's prepackaged. And I mean, it's just like all of this beautiful spread just gorgeous. And so she grabs a plate and she gets, you know, some of her food and she grabs the juice and grabs the water. And she turns around to tell her husband that she's going to go down into this, this, this area with her family to find her over there. And when she turns around, the story gets me every time, because this would be my husband. And when she turns around, there's her husband. He's got two plates. He's got cookies in one pocket. He's got chips in the other pocket. He's got a bottle of water back here and a juice back here. He's trying to grab more stuff. Father, she's like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. (laughs) And she said this, everyone had access, but only Michael took advantage of it. have access, and again, don't get me wrong i love i lo- I love some great motivation, I love me some podcasts, you know I try to read like books about being more organized, but you know it's over, so whatever but Let's improve ourselves, let's hone skills, let's use our talent and use our gift. But if we are looking for the peace, if we are looking for the grace, if we are looking for the joy, if we are looking for the fulfillment, the security, and the confidence, there's only one place that that can be found, and it's right here at the feet of Jesus. He is my source, he is my security, he is Every single thing that I need I've got to go to him I've got to stay here and what is this place because Aaron said it so beautifully I couldn't have said it I mean honestly we, we didn't even talk before this moment and I'm always amazed at just the beauty of the Holy Spirit as someone comes back to the keyboards because that was smooth huh I'm just good like that what is this place? Because it's not a place of petition. It's not a place of talking. You ever gone to eat with someone and they just never stop talking? And then they get done. And they say, this was so good. We should do it again. You're like. It's the quiet. It's the still. It's the awkward silence. We've been married 20 years. The beauty of a relationship with so many years so we don't always have to fill every moment of silence with talking. We just enjoy being. and we be with him? find my identity my security my peace my joy it's with in being with him because if we think at the size of the church
0: or the platform
1: that we get to preach on if we think the level of influence or amount of Instagram followers, if we think that the clothes we wear or the getting married or finally becoming the lead pastor, if we think that that somehow changes us and brings us that fulfillment, we will be chasing the wind for the rest of our lives. We have to do the work here. you otherwise oh this is really really dangerous on this high stage if we don't if we don't be assured the anxiety the frustration the burnout the lack of joy, it will be overwhelming. But if we do the work here, when the opportunity comes, when growth happens, it will be out of an overflow. And we'll be able to enjoy it for what it's worth but not it as an idol in our life above our relationship with who he is. I want to pray for you in my closing moments. I want to pray for you. Maybe you're struggling with some of those expectations in your life. We don't know why Martha was doing the things that she was doing. Maybe someone said something to you as you were growing up. Maybe you were just a young child. Maybe it was a parent. Maybe it was a teacher. Maybe it was a pastor. And if you're honest, there is an internal, continued iPod repeat in your head. And you're constantly trying to prove those words wrong. Maybe you're in hiding today. Maybe you're just living up, and you're just wanting to fit in, and you're just, you're just trying to be socially acceptable, and you just kind of don't want to rock the boat, and you know, let's just kind of be middle of the road, but God's calling you out. He wants to do a new thing with you. He's put something in your heart that is just going to help change and, and, and innovate, maybe the church, but you're hiding behind what's just socially acceptable. Maybe you're in the rat race today, and it's weekend after weekend, and how good did I do, and how many people said, wow, that was amazing, and how many people retweeted it, and you're just having to outdo yourself, and you just, like, you created it, but you want to get out of it. Maybe you're struggling with any of those things, or maybe just a re-up saying, man, Jesus... I just, I need to learn to be with you again. There's been hands all morning. There's been a lot of good prayers already. But if any of those things, if you just want to signal heaven right now, just between you and Jesus, I just want you to lift your hand. No, I didn't say bow your heads. I said, just lift your hand. You know why? Because I opened my eyes the last two prayer times where everybody bowed their heads. And I actually think that it would be incredibly freeing if we looked around and we realized that we are absolutely not alone because one of the greatest lies of the enemy is telling us that we are the only one and we're not. Let me pray for you. If you have your hand raised right now and even if you didn't have the guts to raise it, it's okay too. There's nothing magical about raising your hand. Father, I thank you so much for every single individual in here. And Lord, they may be struggling with some motivations in their life, but God, you are their source, you are their strength, and you are everything that they need. So I ask right now, I ask for a touch of heaven in their soul. Lord, I ask that you would come in and you would invade their space. I speak to your mind in the name of Jesus. I say, peace be still. Lord, I thank you that you are giving them the helmet of salvation. That is the hope of the future, that you have a future and a hope for them, that you are at work, at their life, Lord, and that they can wake up every morning, look into their future with great expertise. Expectation, because you are their God. Lord, I pray that you would draw like a deer that pants for the water, draw their heart back to you. Lord, that there would be an insatiable desire to be in the presence of Jesus, that we would be addicted to being with you. Now I speak every bit of condemnation and shame off them in Jesus' name. You are their source. And Lord, I thank you that we are all on a journey of grace and hope with you. Seal these words in our heart. And may we go back to our congregations, to our families, to our communities changed. In Jesus' name, come on, if you believe that, say amen. Amen.
0: It's powerful, huh? And I want to encourage you guys, because uh, Wendy Perez said this sermon to a bunch of pastors and leaders and movers and shakers in the the kingdom of God. And And she said something that you would think those people should know that being is better than doing, and that we should do that first before we do the work. And I just want to remind you guys if, man, if pastors and leaders need to be reminded, I think all of us need to be reminded, amen? That we got to do that. I want to encourage you find some moments this week to be at the feet of Jesus. Not to perform, not to petition, but just to be comfortably in the presence of your Savior he loves you so much. I know you know that. I hope you know that. You don't have to earn his love, earn his favor. You already got it. Just be with him. I want to encourage you guys to do that. Actually, after we pray for the tithe and offering, we're going to play two songs. And I want to encourage you guys. Practice now. Practice being at the feet of Jesus now. You don't have to be kneel on your thing you can just just be with him in that worship time and actually you guys know this we have a communion tables all around uh the sanctuary here and gosh what a greater way to kind of remind yourself to be at the feet of jesus is reminding yourself of the of what he did on the cross by shedding his blood and willingly putting his body on it but i want to encourage you guys to do that let's pray Lord Jesus, I pray that we can just carve out some time to really do this, to be still, to be at the feet of of you, Jesus. And just find the security in that. We don't have to do anything. We just receive it. I thank you for that. With all eyes closed and head bowed, I want to say one more prayer before we get on with the service. that, That one prayer is to Make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. I'm going to say a prayer in a minute or so, and that's for anybody here that's never done that before. That's never said, Jesus, I believe what you did on the cross for me because you love me so dearly that you went to do that for me. I, I want to acknowledge and tell you I believe that you did that. I believe because you did that I am free of my own sin, that I didn't... I didn't wash wash it clean by myself. You did it for me. And I believe that you rose again from the grave three days later. And and because of that, you have conquered sin and death in my life. Jesus did that for you. He did all the work and all he's asking for you to do is go, yep, Jesus, I believe it. And because of that, I give you my life. I make you my Lord and my Savior. If, If that's a desire of your heart this morning, maybe this is a first time or maybe this is a rededication. Maybe you said a prayer like this a while back and something happened. Life hit. And now you're coming back and you want to come back to Jesus. I, I believe that prayer is equally as important. So if that's you this morning, want to dedicate your life, either a first time or, or rededication to Jesus, I'm going to say this prayer. Actually, this prayer is going to be a prayer that I want you to hitchhike off of my words to say to Jesus himself. Just borrow my words. But before we do that, can you do me a favor? Can you tell me that you're going to be praying with me? Can you just raise your hand right now so I know who's praying with me? Anybody want that? We got one. We got two. We got three. We got four. We got five. We got six, seven, eight hands all over. Nine, ten, twelve, thirteen. Too much to count, to be honest with you. Wow! Praise God! Thank you so much. I can't even count. There's so much, so many people. Thank you, God. I want to be at the feet of Jesus. Thank you for any, any of all of you guys. Thank you. If there was just one. That would have been an incredible service. Anybody else? I I see the hand in the back. Awesome. Thank you so much. Say this prayer like it's your own to Jesus himself. Jesus, I love you and I give you my life for this reason. Because you gave your life first. Because you loved me first. You died on the cross for me. You're beaten and bloodied and nailed to a cross willingly for me, for my sin to be set free, to become a child of God, to be brought back into your presence. Thank you, God. I believe you rose again on the third day and conquered death in my life. And when I pass from this earth, I get to be with you for the rest of eternity. I thank you for that. Lord, because you gave your life, I give my life. You are my Lord and my Savior and on top of that you're my friend I thank you for that we praise you, we love you in Jesus' precious name we all pray
1: amen hey, let's
0: give everybody a hand that just prayed that prayer come on man, there was a bunch of you that was awesome just hands went up across this room